Hi everyone and welcome back to our podcasting series, Care to Listen. In this, our fifth series, we will be exploring diversity, inclusion and identity. So let me just give you a little bit of background to these are diversity role model podcasts. These podcasts are an opportunity to get younger people and older people together to talk about their experience of what it's like to belong to groups of people who share unique characteristics. Hi everyone, welcome Angelina and Jeanette, um, another two of our role models, and we are here to talk to them about their experience of someone who has a disability. Hey, Jeanette, it's a pleasure to meet you. Same here. Thank you, Angelina. So, um, I've got some questions to ask you, if that's all right. Yes, that's fine. First of all, could you tell us a bit about who you are, where you're from? And someone, how you fit in with the fibrous childcare provision? I'm Jeanette and I'm originally from Cameroon in Africa. And my first language is French. Oh, wow. And I learned English when I moved here in 2008. Then I went back to uni in 2015 to then do a master's degree in social work. So I enrolled at the University of Brunel. I did it for two years. And my last placement was at Five Rivers in Harrowwood. So when I completed my degree and then my last placement, um, Gordon was service manager at the time. So he then gave me a call back after I have left to ask if I would like to um, come back to Five River as a supervising social worker. So I accepted the offer and joined Five Rivers. 21, there was a position for a team manager. I went for the position and I was successful. So I'm now a team manager at Five Rivers. Nice. <laughs> Angelina, tell me about yourself. What's your background? What do you do? Born and raised here in Cornwall. I had a very like topsy-turvy life. I moved about three or four placements and then um, I have something called William syndrome which is basically like a heart condition that affects the heart. So like when I was eight or nine I had an operation to fix that and ever since then it didn't really affect me. Apart from being too friendly, I also take time to process things because there are certain things that upset me and it just keeps going round and round and round in my head and I can't take, say, three minutes to process it. It takes me like a week or two to process it. I'm also a young trainer for um, Five Rivers Fostering Company because, like, I've also been a youth counsellor in the past as well and um, a participation personnel as well so 
that you. has been me. <laughs> Could you tell me a bit about your identity? So, I said earlier, I'm originally from Cameroon in Africa. And my first language is French. So, uh, I see myself as, as African, even though my children tend to think, you know, because I live here, um, I'm more um, classed as British, but I'm, I'm African. I forgot to mention my disability. I know it's a hidden one, so I only have vision in one eye, but I don't have vision in the other eye. When I was younger, I was in primary school, one of the classmates wanted to hit somebody next to me with a stick, so the stick went into my eye and I lost my eyesight. Oh... Cool. Um, Would you identify as someone who has a disability? Because it's hidden, I don't really talk about it unless I have to talk about it. But it, it does affect me in terms of work, in terms of um, life, it does. So, uh, yes, I don't like having that label and that's why I don't really talk about my disability at all. But I have few people asking me, oh, where are you looking at? Because if you look, if somebody is looking straight into my eye, they will see a different. I have a permanent lens in the eye that I've lost vision in. So the two eyes don't look the same. So I kind of struggle with eye contact sometimes because I almost feel as if somebody's, you know, trying to see if my eye looks different. There are few people who have asked whether my eye looks different. So sometimes I say yes, I go into detail, but most of the time I just don't say much about it. So Angelino, do people identify you as disabled straight away or? They, um, most people don't really know about it unless I talk to them about it. Originally, my uh, first set of foster parents didn't know I had a disability, nor did my second set. So then when I moved into my third set, and I still am here as a care leaver, um, they realised straight away that I have a hidden disability. To be honest with you, I'm not afraid to talk about it. Because if people ask me about it, I've got this and I, it does this and then I think Mostly people find it difficult to understand those with hidden disabilities, if you see what I mean, because then they won't know. Angelina, with all the work that you've been doing, the involvement and everything else, do you feel that your input is valued, whether they listen to you or take anything you say into consideration? I felt that I have been listened to. Because if people listen to you more, then they'll understand you more. So, say like right now, I do feel I've been listened to and celebrated. Although I think that the um, top people up like in Westminster and all the government and that, should listen to those with disabilities because not only would they try and get a valid point through 
but it's more often that they're not the government are not listening to us rather than listening to us and we should be heard straight through the government as well as anybody else so if there are any challenges what has helped you overcome those challenges it's really um challenging working on the screen for so long and most of the time i use um eye drops so some of them are artificial tears because i feel sometimes that my eyes feel really dry so i get them every month and i use them almost daily so that helps a lot and then having a good manager is also helpful because it gives you that level of flexibility to work at certain times so with my disability, because I can't just stay on the screen throughout the day or for long, I tend to take a break from the screen work. So that's quite challenging. It's also challenging working in a, sh I mean, just doing shopping. Sometimes people are coming from the side where I have, I don't have eyesight and then I'm bumping into people. People might think, oh, who's this person? But because they don't know what you're going through, I kind of just apologize and move on really. I see what you mean. Um, Do you have challenges as well in day-to-day -day life? It just depends on what day, what time of the day it is. It, Tuesdays I go to a bookshop in the afternoon. I, ha I work on a farm on Wednesdays. So... And then like Thursdays and Fridays, I've got something called United Response, which is basically like um, helping to um, get us a work placement. It's like we're constantly on a go and then, you know, when you need to take a break and you just think, that's better, kind of like, you know what I mean? What do we do as a society to need to be able to be more inclusive? Yeah, what I was saying is that it's really hard to kind of almost force the society to be more inclusive because most people don't understand what disability is and sometimes they judge or make comment thinking, oh, it's just this, you know, without knowing the impact of a disability on somebody. So it's really hard. Even if people want to be inclusive, they will be. So it's a really difficult situation, really. What do you think the society can do to be more inclusive? Do you know what? That society question is a very good question because it's making me think hard about it now. I think what society needs to do, I think the society needs to be kinder to those who have disabilities and to be able to understand them thoroughly. Yeah. Because not many people get that. So Angelina, how were you affected with your disability when you were younger? I believe I was bullied when I was younger because not many people understand that I had a disability and it's just not fair, really. But now I don't think I would have been as bullied as much as when I was younger because the people around me now like most of my friends from college they have the same all different problems but 
they're like me they've got disabilities too so it really just makes more sense to be around those with disabilities because having people with disabilities around can be more easier for each other to be able to progress forward understand each other and basically look after one another what is great about your intersectionality and what makes you proud about it i'm very proud of my achievement because i've come a long way um i grew up in a small area and when i had to go to secondary school i had to move and leave my family i was quite young and just live with um different people my dad friends and then had to go to uni I just felt that I had to work a bit harder than anybody else because I couldn't see on the screen. So I had to come early and sit in the front so that I could see the board. At the time, it was just the board. There wasn't any screen. So, and then in terms of taking notes, if I couldn't see anything on the screen, I just, I just had to rely on the neighbor and look through their notes. And then um, I, I did really well in primary school, secondary school. In terms of education, I, I did really well. I achieved exactly what I wanted to achieve. So I now have two master's degrees. And in terms of um, my um, career, I think I'm very proud of myself. I joined Five Rivers in 2016 as a student. I'm now a manager. And not, my, English is not my first language. I learned English when I moved here. So sometimes because my first language is french it takes time for me to process information in french and then translate in english we make things even harder again to work so not only i have a disability i have to also work really hard to maintain the language expectation so yeah i'm very proud of that um I'm proud of like how far I've come and to be able to just be like, hey, it's cool to have a disability sometimes, but sometimes when like you feel actually, hey, my disability isn't really that bad after all. I'm really proud of my achievements as well because it just comes to show like how far you've gone to be able to do something. Okay, well, thank you both. It was really lovely listening to your conversations. And um, I look, for, maybe you'll get to bump into each other at some point, one of these I lovely meetings so. that we have. I hope so. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you very much for your time. Yeah. All right, so you've been listening to the Five Rivers Childcare Family podcast series, Care to Listen. For any more information, please contact us on participation at five-rivers.org. Thanks for listening. Original soundtrack, Proud to Be Me, written, produced and recorded by the Five Rivers Young Creators.